morning, everyone. Welcome to Sunday service from Ananda Village. My name is Atman. This is Bhakti Marg. And the talk today will be given by Brahmacharya Sagar. Let's continue with reading from Rays from the One Light. This week's reading is, Did God create the universe or become it? Truth is one and eternal. Realize oneness with it in your deathless self within. The following commentary is based on the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda. The Gospel of St. John, chapter 1, contains a passage that explains the essential truth that creation is a process of becoming. The universe is not separate from God the Creator, but a part of Him, even as our own dream creations during sleep are figments of our consciousness. God's is the life, God's the reality. Not a melody could be composed, not a poem written. Were the melody and the poem not already there, simply waiting to be expressed? In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Ego-directed desire is like static. It distorts the radioed messages of infinity. But the pristine impulse from the divine, undistorted by limitation and delusion, is a life that gives rise to all that is. As the seventh chapter of the Bhagavad Gita states, I am the fluidity of water. I am the silver light of the moon and the golden light of the sun. I am the Om chanted in all the Vedas, the cosmic sound moving as if soundlessly through the ether. I am the manliness of men. I am the good sweet smell of the moist earth. I am the luminescence of fire, the sustaining life of all living creatures. I am self-offering in those who would expand their little lives into cosmic life. O Arjuna, know me as the eternal seed of all creatures. In the perceptive, I am their perception. In the great, I am their greatness. In the glorious, it is I who am their glory. Thus, through Holy Scripture, God has spoken to mankind. <clears throat> Om, Om, Om. Hi everyone, my name is Sagar and it's a pleasure to welcome all of you to this Sunday service. As usual, we'll start from Paramahansa Yogananda's book, reading from his book, Whispers from Eternity. And this one's uh, one of my particular favorites. It's called Endless Thrills of Delight. I attuned my life with thine. Now my life has become a long unbroken inspiration. Thy fountain of bliss refreshes and delights me night and day. Whether I be wakeful, fast asleep, or dreaming fondly of thee. Oh, what has become of me? Delight on overwhelming delight. Endless, indescribable thrills of divine delight spray unceasingly over me. O aged, o aged nectar, wine of centuries, I found thee at last and will taste of thy sweetness forever, forever, forever. The topic for today, uh, did God create the universe or become it? 
Uh, it's a very theoretical topic, but I was remembering when Paramhans Yogananda came to America, one thing he really liked about the Americans was their down-to-earth practicality. Uh, they didn't want a lot of theory, they didn't want a lot of talk, but they wanted to know what do we do next. And so today I'm going to sort of don my practical American hat. I've been living here in the US now for over two years. So I'm going to try to be practical about what do we do, whether God created this universe, and if so, what's our next step. But I do have to begin by explaining this precept just a little bit. This is one of the central teachings of yoga. And to understand it, Yogananda said, analyze the state of sleep where we dream. When we dream, dream a portion of our consciousness condenses into a dream. There is characters there, there is births, deaths, scenarios, um, you know, scripts, and sometimes the pain that we feel while we are dreaming is real. The joys that we feel while we are dreaming are real. While we are dreaming, we don't know that it's only a dream. That's our reality. When we wake up from sleep, we realize that was only a dream, a condensation of consciousness. And the central precept of yoga is that's how this creation was manifested, that this primal consciousness, which we call God, condensed a portion of it into this dream play. And until we wake up, we won't know that this is only a dream. So some things in life have to be experienced. That's why yoga provides the techniques for waking up. But now here I'm going to don my practical American down-to-earth practicality hat. And I'm going to ask a few questions that will chart our future next steps on the path of self-realization. The first question, of course, is, well, if this is a dream, why can't I just stay dreaming? Why do I even need to wake up? Because yoga says you need to wake up. Why? And the answer yoga says is this dream, unfortunately, is based on the law of duality. All of us want to be perpetually happy, but while we are in this dream, even if we act right, it's the very nat nature of this dream that happiness, unhappiness, pain, pleasure, life, death, suffering, joy, all these dual states, opposite states will keep fluctuating through our lives. We'll have to experience them as long as we are in the dream. This is just how this dream was created, and which is why we need to wake up. If we want to reach that state where we are going to be happy, we need to wake up. Now, some people, I think everybody knows from their own experience of life that indeed the law of duality rules supreme in this, uh, in this cosmic dream drama. But I'll give you a fun example that everybody, not only those who are hearing these yogic precepts, but everybody subconsciously at least knows that in this world, joy must alternate with sorrow. 
Last week, I was at Swami's Dome in meditation retreat, uh, taking a seclusion. And of course, when you are in Swami's Dome and you try to tune into inspiration, you get inspiration in ways you'd never imagine. Because Swami Kriyananda liked this humorist P.G. Woodhouse, I was reading one of his books, you know, a few, half an hour or an hour a day. And it made me realize, I'm going to read to you two paragraphs from a particular story of his. He was a British humorist who probably had never studied the principles and precepts of yoga. What I read made me realize that even he subconsciously knew that this world is based on the law of duality. So the excerpt I have is from a Jeeves and Wooster novel. Now, those are my favorite novels. And, you know, Wooster, Bertie Wooster is this guy, simple guy, who has a valet called Jeeves. And Bertie Wooster's lot is to get into one conundrum or mess or the other. And Jeeves, his valet, is his savior always extricates him at the last moment. All these are fun stories. So in general, Bertie Wooster's biggest problems are his aunts, you know, and the aunts are always trying to get him married to a girl who will mold his personality and character. And Bertie Wooster doesn't want his personality and character to be molded. He likes to be carefree. You know, being a monk for almost 10 years now, I can resonate with him. But this one is called, this particular uh, novel that I'm going to read you a couple paragraphs from is called Aunt Agatha Speaks Her Mind. Now, Aunt Agatha, if you have read Bertie Wooster and Jeeves novels, is the one you particularly want to avoid because she always reminds Bertie, you are living the life of a wastrel. I'm going to get you married to a girl who will put some character in you, which means read you Ruskin and Shakespeare and take you out to classical plays so you know you live the right life. So here's what Bertie Wooster says right at the beginning of this particular uh, story. Aunt Agatha speaks her mind. So Bertie says this, I can't remember ever having been chirpier than at then at about this period in my life. Everything seemed to be going all right. Look at the things that were going all right. On three separate occasions, horses on which I'd invested a sizable amount won by lengths instead of sitting down to rest in the middle of the race, as horses usually do when I've got money on them. That's number one. Added to this, the weather continued topping to a degree. My new socks were admitted on all sides to be just the kind that mother makes. And to round it all off, my Aunt Agatha had gone to France and wouldn't be on hand to snooter me for at least another six weeks. It suddenly struck me so forcibly one morning while I was having my bath that I hadn't a worry on earth, that I began to sing like a bally nightingale as I splashed the sponge about. It seemed to me that everything was absolutely for the best in the best of all possible worlds. Here's the thing we are really interested in. But have you ever noticed a rummy thing about life? 
I mean the way something always comes along to give it to you in the neck at the very moment when you are feeling most braced about things in general. No sooner had I dried the old limbs, shoved on the suiting, and toddled into the sitting room that the blow fell. There was a letter from, from Aunt Agatha on the mantelpiece. And of course, she wanted him to go to France because she had found another girl who would mold his character. But this is where we want to exit PG Woodhouse and come back to what we are trying to talk about here, that this world is based on the law of duality. As long as we are not awake, we have to endure those dual states. So if I put my practical American hat again, Master loved Americans, he liked the practicality. And he said, the question I would ask is, okay, now I know why I need to wake up. What happens if I wake up? Do I reach a state where there'll be no suffering ever? The answer is yes. And that's what this particular whispers that I chose today was talking about. When we awaken, what happens to us? Endless thrills of delight. I attuned my life with thine. Now my life has become a long, unbroken inspiration. The, thy fountain of bliss refreshes and delights me night and day. Delight on overwhelming delight spray unceasingly over me. I found thee at last and will taste thy sweetness forever, forever, forever. All of us, if we are practical, want this state. And so the next practical question we ask is, okay, now I know why I need to wake up from this dream drama, from this cosmic play. I know what I will find if I wake up. Perfect joy, perfect bliss. How do I wake up? And as you know, those of you who have studied the why, the what are the Shankhya and Vedanta philosophies, and how, when you ask, how do I wake up? Now we come to the study of yoga. Yoga answers the how. It tells us how we can get out of this dream and realize our true reality as spirit. When we do that, we become eternally happy. Now, this how is important. As you saw at the beginning of this Sunday service, we had a song that Swami Kriyananda wrote. It's called, Well Done, Lord. And this is because Yogananda often used to say, look at this great cosmic drama God has created. We should say, well done, Lord. And so Swami Kriyananda put it to a song, put it to music, into a song. But as you know, here's a saint, he's talking about all the good things and saying, well done. If we are not awake, can we really do that? What happens when this pandemic takes one of your loved ones? What happens when one of your, you know, your partner for many, many decades is taken by death and you feel that bereavement. What happens when you are laid off? When the bills come and there is no money to pay the rent? When these things happen, we can't really say, well done, Lord, can we? But this saint is not being a Pollyanna. The last line of that song gives us the secret. All life seems to leap like a dancer when gazing, I see only thee. So saying, well done, Lord, really is conditional on waking up 
and becoming self-realized. This saint was self-realized, which is why he could see all this drama had been created by a benign creator. But in this drama, unfortunately, based as it is on the law of duality, pain and pleasure, ups and downs have to alternate. So we want to wake up and yoga gives us the answer. How do we wake up? There are many different equivalent answers that can be given. But today's answer comes from the reading in the book of John, which is, and the most practical answer, I said we'll talk about the most practical answers today. Tuning into the Om vibration, listening to the sound of Om. The way Yogananda explained it, when creation was manifested, you know how it was manifested, let there be light, that's what God said. But he didn't mean one thing after the other. Then he didn't say, okay, let there be an earth, let there be a sun, let there be the next sun. You know, he would never stop having to say, let there be something else. But he put in motion this creative vibration that was self-propagating. This is the Om vibration. And since that vibration created this universe, this whole drama, by tuning into that vibration, we can retrace our path to infinity. Swami Kriyananda called the Om vibration the bridge between human and divine consciousness. So this vibration manifests itself as a sound which can be heard in meditation. This is not mumbo jumbo. These are truths. When the senses have been stilled, when the life force starts withdrawing, then the inner sounds become manifest. And by tuning into that sound, we tune into the consciousness that created this universe. That's what the book of John says. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Word means the own vibration. All things in creation were made by Him. It condensed into this creation. And then today's reading says, in Him was light, life, and that life was the light of all men. When we tune into that sound, we tune into the Christ consciousness, that still consciousness which enlivens this Om vibration, empowers it to be creative. So the way to wake up that yoga bestows is tuning into this vibration, this sound of Om. But I'm not done donning my practical American hat. Because I don't just want, if I'm really practical, I don't just want a way to wake up. I want the easiest way to wake up. So ease listening to this sound of Om, the easiest way to wake up? The answer is yes. I have here a couple quotes. One is from Paramahansa Yogananda, and it's blunt and to the point. I want to get this matter completely settled in your consciousness. This is Paramahansa Yogananda speaking. That sound is the easiest way to approach God. Then the light comes and visions come and then you will be satisfied. Now can there be a more direct answer than that? And then Nayaswami Bharat has this book called Om, the Melody of Love, which is all about the Om vibration, in there he writes, of all divine manifestations, cosmic sound is the most constant and easiest to commune with. So, so far, by being practical, we have realized 
that we need to wake up from this drama. We need to tune into the sound of Om because it's the easiest way to wake up from this cosmic drama. But there's one more question before I take off my hat. One more very, very practical question, which everybody should have. Yes, listening to the Om vibration is going to wake me up from this dream drama. But I also need to know it's not going to happen today evening in one hour. It's going to be a journey. While I'm on that journey, I'm stuck in this dream drama. I need guidance on how to play my role. How do I pay my bills? How do I start a new business? How do I take care of my kids? How do I find my right partner? How do I do a million other things that need to be done? This is not just about waking up. I need answer for that also. Now surely the Om vibration cannot be the answer to that. That would be too good. How can one thing be the answer to everything? But yoga, this question is a result of our having experienced the law of duality. We can't have a free lunch. Something can't be too good. There must be a catch. But on the path of yoga, especially when talking about the Om vibration, there is no catch and there is no duality. This sound also guides us on how we can live our lives while we have to play our roles. And I want to read to you something Swami Kriyananda wrote, which explains this in his lessons in self-realization. There is a chapter on Om. Here's what he says. The more you listen to Om, the more you will feel yourself entering into it. In time, you will feel it and yourself permeating the entire universe. Now listen to this. All knowledge is contained in that sound. You have only to ask for it and it will be given to you. That's not all. All power is contained in that sound. You have only to call on it and it will be given to you. That's still not all. You will be able to attract success, true friends from past lives, all understanding, all knowledge and all inspiration. When you are in that vibration, you never need fear anything. Nothing and no one will be able to harm you. You know, when I came to the US, my friends told me for the best deals, wait for Black Friday. Black Friday is when you get the best deals. And I saw that was true, $100 off, 20% off, if you are lucky, $300 off, $400 off. But here is the deal, not just of the century, but the best deal since creation was created. Tune into Om, easiest way to wake up. In addition, while we have to deal with all the things we have to deal with, creativity, power, knowledge, success, true friends from past lives, completely banishing fear, all of this is contained in this sound of Om. So remember, uh, this is why Lahiri Mahasaya said man's highest duty is to listen to the sound of Om. And another saint in India, Sukhdeva, used to say all time is wasted that's not spent in listening to the sound of Om. The saints, we must remember, are the most practical of all human beings because they know 
about this deal of all creation. Tune into that sound, merge into that sound. Easiest way to find God and also be successful in taking care of all the responsibilities that we have been given us. This is why Yogananda's most advanced disciple, James Lynn, American, self-made millionaire, would be asked. He would meditate many hours a day. And people would ask him, how can you even meditate so long? Don't you have to take care of all these duties? You're uh, on the board of 50 companies and uh, all these employees, all these things you need to do. And he said, that's why I need the Om Vibration. Because it gives me the solution to all these things. And it also makes me free. Which is why I meditate every day. So, especially if you have jobs, you have bills to pay, pay you have kids, if you have two kids, you need the Om vibration. You need to be listening to this sound of Om. If you are trying to open a new business, if you are trying to make an existing business run, how to make master's market successful, how to have more horses, how to have more goats. I mean, I have friends here who do all these things. Where is the answer going to come from in the easiest way? It's by tuning into this sound of Om. So, as I said, I always like to give some sort of fun homework to people because Sunday services are also a way for us to remind ourselves of the key things you and I need to be doing to become spiritually free. And the homework maybe for this year, this is still January, is make sure you're practicing the OM technique. This technique Unfortunately, I have noticed, is one of the easiest to let go of. But remember, it's the easiest way to tune into the sound of Om, which is the easiest way to become free and to become successful in this dream drama. You know, when Swami Kriyananda wrote this book called uh, his commentaries on Patanjali's Yoga Sutras, he made a very interesting statement when he explained one of the aphorism on Om. Here's what he says. I want to read this for all of us. The Om technique is one of the best ways to overcome ego consciousness. This is because the best way to overcome ego consciousness, which is the main obstacle to spiritual enlightenment, is to expand one's consciousness beyond the confines of the body. This is accomplished by listening to and merging into the cosmic vibration of Om. So, your assignment is a few things. Review your Om technique. Don't practice it wrong. You receive it on the path of Kriya at the right time. The Om vibration is a living entity. It's not just about practicing a technique. For this year, Tune into, build a living relationship with that vibration. As the li line from the Bible says, in him was life. And that life was the light of all men. So tune into it. This book, Om, the Melody of Love by Naraswami Bharat, is a wonderful way to develop enthusiasm and know what this Om vibration is all about. So practice the Om technique every day for one year. See what it does to you. The inner sounds can be heard in the right ear, in both ears, while walking, while talking, while going to bed, 
it can be your constant companion it's the easiest way to realize that there are higher truths so for one particular year 2021 resolve to practice the om technique every day do it the right way in february there is a workshop for kriya bands uh, on deepening the technique om technique and communing with om with nayaswami bharat participate in that all time is wasted that's not spent in tuning into the om vibration so do all these things if you are married or in a relationship get together today make a pact that you'll remind each other to tune into the om vibration every day this is what spiritual relationships are about finally as we do that we see everything else starts falling into place so i want to end by reading this particular whispers again together but i just also want to end by reading a couple lines from yogananda's letter to james lynn his most advanced disciple written from india in 1935 here's what yogananda says the more i see the miseries of the world and rebel against nature's cruelty the more god shows me this world is a dream then and then only i find justification for all the tragedies of this earth which otherwise are absolutely inexplicable people are crying laughing wanting in the sleep of delusion only wakefulness in god is the remedy for all the invasion of dualities now here's what he says keep the mind always in one bliss then all dualities will vanish among all trials moods mental changes worldly duties keep the underlying mind floating in absolute bliss and om then you will understand this world is a dream when you know when you befriend the creator of this dream through tuning into om the director of this show you can ask him to make any beneficial change in the dream that's how saints heal people and i'm going to demonstrate this now this particular video broadcast is being directed by my friend bhaktan and i have befriended him and so i'm going to request him to materialize a photo of our guru in front of the screen so that when we do this whispers together we can look at that photo so let's do this whispers together let's sit up straight close your eyes and let's just take 5 seconds here today we do this as an affirmation practice the om technique every day for a year we might do this soon as our realization endless thrills of delight please repeat after me i attuned my life with thine now my life has become a long unbroken inspiration thy fountain of bliss refreshes and delights me night and day whether i be wakeful fast asleep or dreaming fondly of thee oh what has become of me 
delight on overwhelming delight endless indescribable thrills of divine delight spray unceasingly over me o age nectar wine of centuries i found thee at last and will taste of thy sweetness forever 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 altissimo omnipotente bon signore vuesom me laude la gloria et l'onore et ogni benedizione et ogni benedizione a te solo se confanno et sia Dio mio Signore con tutte le tue creature specialmente messer lo frate sole la quale è giorna ed illumina lui per lui et allo e Grande splendore, et 